listening to the Rainmaking Podcast. Hosted by high-stakes headhunter, author, and professional speaker, Scott Love. This is the Rainmaking Podcast, and my name is Scott Love, your host. Thanks for joining me on another episode of our show. You're the reason why this show is getting a lot of traction, and I really appreciate you taking the time to listen. And I've got a special offer for you. I'm going to tell you about a book that I co-authored with Henry DeVries and Mark LeBlanc and how you can get a copy of this absolutely free. I interviewed both of them on my show several months ago, and they reached out to me and said, let's write a book together on client development, on rainmaking. So the three of us co-authored this. Uh, you can find it on Amazon. Henry put together a nice website called RainmakerConfidential.com where you can check it out. But if you do this, I'll send you a signed book. I'll send it to you absolutely free. I won't even charge you for postage or anything like that. And this is how you get it. Go ahead and go to Apple Podcasts and give our show, the podcast, the Rainmaking Podcast, a nice five-star review. If you can do this also, mention one of the guests that we've had by name and give props to that person. And if you do that, then send me an email. Just tell me you did it, and I don't need to see the review. I'll take your word for it. Let me know what your mailing address is, and I'll send you a copy of the book absolutely free. My email address is scott, S-C-O-T-T, at scottlove.com. Easy enough to remember. Do that today. I'd really appreciate that, and I'd love to send you a copy of the book, and I'll sign it. And hopefully this book will help you get more clients. Let's talk about our show right now. We've got one of my favorite speakers and authors that I've ever met in the industry as a guest today. Her name is Amber Hurdle. Now, Amber helps organizations build reputations that attract, retain, and even inspire top talent. She's the CEO of Employer Brand Central. She helps professionals connect the combined value of personal brands, employer brands, and business brands to increase market share and profitability, reduce turnover, and amplify satisfaction among customers and employees alike. Who doesn't want more of that? Now, our topic today is really interesting. This is something that's going to apply to everybody in any industry, especially if you work in a larger organization. It's how to shine bright with a personal brand within a larger institutional brand. As always, this show is sponsored by Leopard Solutions and its suite of products, Firmscape and Leopard BI. Push ahead of the pack with the power of Leopard. Thanks again for listening, and I hope you get some great ideas from my conversation with Amber Hurdle today. Hey, this is Scott Love with the Rainmaking Podcast. Our special guest today is Amber Hurdle, and today we're talking about how to shine brightly with a personal brand within a larger institutional brand. Amber, thanks for joining us on the show. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to hang with one of my friends and to yeah. get to um, hopefully provide some value to your awesome audience. Thank you. And so the people we have, as you know, that are listening, they're very smart, they're capable, they're responsible for business development, but a lot of times they're working within a large institution, whether it's a law firm or a recruiting firm or a staffing company, something like that. So what have you seen are kind of the big challenges that people face when they've got to build their personal brand within an organization like that? Well, let's just be real that building a personal brand in any situation can feel very overwhelming, especially now because we're just inundated with opinions and thought leaders and everybody's an influencer or trying to be an influencer. And so it gets really noisy. Yeah. And then even within your organization, there is kind of a little bit of a competitive spirit of who's the rock star, who's shining, who's bringing in the most business, like that sort of thing. And so I think the the number one threat to someone building a personal brand is just a sense of 
defeat. And so yeah, interesting. Yeah. First we have to just really get clear and, and people laugh. You, I know this is an audio, but you can see my blue couch there. It has a reputation for being a therapy chair or a therapy couch because part of personal branding is getting very self-aware and having to go deep into how do I value myself? Like, what do I think is great mm-hmm. about me and different? Because you can be best of, and and that's, you know, maybe just in your industry. But if you present what's different about you, then no one else can compete with that. So oh, that's great. That's a good tip. Yeah. And once you, once you get settled on that, then you can start to say, okay, I've just defined my value for myself. And we're all inherently valuable as humans. I'm talking in a professional sense. What value do I bring to the marketplace? And then once you understand your value, then it's a matter of how do I position my value so other people understand and there's no disconnect between how I perceive myself and how other people receive me. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Let me go back a little bit. You actually gave me a couple of ideas that I think we should talk about earlier. You talk about being in an organization and you've got other people around you. Mm-hmm. And this reminds me a lot of the white collar space within big law firms. I've done oh, some yeah. placements of white collar partners. And usually there might be someone that has, that person has the brand. That's the person that's representing senators, members of Congress. High profile. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And everybody else kind of feeds that person. So somebody that's in that kind of a firm, they might feel like they're not going to be that rock star. You know, what should that person do to kind of shine brightly within their firm? I've said this a gajillion times in the past decade I've been in business, but the riches are in the niches. And that person has had the luxury probably before the interwebs (laughs) really took over (laughs) and they were able to build a professional reputation, which is essentially all a, a personal brand is. And people know that they're they're gonna get things done or they can hang in that political space. They know the players, they know the dynamics. For the newcomers coming in, you have to decide, well, what piece of the pie am I going to pursue? So like, obviously you're well-known in the legal space. That doesn't right. mean that you don't help other people. I know you do. I know even this podcast is, is right. for a nice large chunk of professional service providers, but you got your stronghold in law. That's right. Right. And so if we just go back to Facebook, which we all know has completely taken over the world, <laughs> it started just at one university. And then they're like, okay, now we're going to do Ivy League. And so all the Ivy League colleges were a part of Facebook. And then when I got on it, before my grandmother was on it, you had to have a .edu email address to join Facebook. And we talked about which professors we liked, where the beer keg was hidden at the frat party, just so you knew like what part of the forest to go to for that weekend. Like that was Facebook. (laughs) And then like, suddenly we're like, why is my mom on here? Like what is happening? (laughs) And it just grew and it grew and it grew, but they started with a distinct audience and got known in that audience. So if you're, let's just say that you're in that law firm and you're, you know, it's, it's business law, then you get known as the best IP, like post about it, talk about it, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. speak about it, get involved with industries that need that intellectual property. My friend, Russ Riddle, if, if somebody's like, I need, and I need some help with my IP. I'm like, Oh, you got to call Russ. Like no questions asked. Nobody else comes to my brain other than Russ Riddle. Why is that? So, because he chose that as his peg, can he do other work? Absolutely he can, but he's known for that. Yeah, interesting. And so 
So let me go back to that person that's in a bigger institution that might be, let's say, number five out of 10 mm-hmm. in terms of the pecking order, in terms of the internal hierarchy. You mentioned self-awareness. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that? How do we kind of unpack that? What would you recommend to that person? How do you become self-aware? How do you find those points of distinction, uh, things like that? What's been your your observations over the years? Well, there's, you know, any time that you're working on branding, you need to have data inform your strategy. I don't care if it's a business brand, a personal brand, or an employer brand. If you don't have data, how do you make choices? Right. And we spend billions of dollars in in North America on market research. So let's do some market research on ourselves. And I call right. it going to you university. The fastest like bullet way to get there is by just starting with personality assessments. And I'm sure we've all done them. The ones that I use when I'm working with personal branding clients, I start with the predictive index. And the reason why I start with this particular, it's been around for 70 years, a scientifically validated year over year. And it started in the military to help identify in the Air Force who should be a bomber pilot and who should be a fighter pilot. Very different personas. And here's why this matters and why I administer it. Because if you don't understand what type of work environment unleashes your greatest potential, then you don't understand like, where do I need to really focus my time and energy? And where do I need to put some bubble wrap around me, people processes so that I don't damage my personal brand because you're someone like me and I'm very big picture and visionary, but the, the little details aren't maybe necessarily my strength. So I have an operations manager and you might not be able to hire that, but let's just say, you know, I know that I'm going to need, you know, help or some kind of a system in place to help me with deadlines or whatever that looks like. So if you know how behaviorally you do work at your best, we can automatically start protecting whatever you decide your value is and start putting the good stuff up at the front. The second assessment, I'm sorry. (laughs) No, no, that's great. That's a great idea. I I never would have guessed anything like that. that. That's where we start. We start with discovering who we are. And yeah. you said that's called the predictive index. It's the predictive right? index. And I can give you a link where your listeners can take it. You okay, know, good. We'll, no put that, we'll put that on the show notes. Thank you. Amy. Yeah. And so the second assessment that I do is actually, you know, Sally Hogshead. She's a great mentor of mine. I'm an OG, um, fascinating certified <laughs> advisor. I've been doing it since the beginning of time, it feels like. But it is an actual personal branding assessment. So whereas like Myers-Briggs or DISC, Enneagram, that's really psychologically how you see the world, which is also Mm -hmm. important information. Mm -hmm. But with Fascinate, it's all about how the world sees you at your best. I'll Mm -hmm. give you, I can't give that one away for free, but I could give you a link to that as well. And this helps with like me, for example, I'm a catalyst, which means I lead with passion and innovation. So Mm -hmm. I create warm emotional connections and then I help people change. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I know if I lead with that, then I'm going to win because people receive that from me in a very positive way. Right. If I try to be the person who's like, I'm going to dot every I and cross every T for you, like I'm going to fail. So let's not promote that about Amber because I'm dormant in that. I'm dormant in having a game face. Like you're going to see whatever I'm thinking. So I'm not going to put myself in a position where I have to have a game face, unlike you, Mr. Card Counter. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you probably would excel in that. But if I tried to do that, it'd be awkward for everybody. Right. So first we want to understand how do I work? And how do I position my workload so that I meet the expectations of the brand promise that I'm putting out there? Secondly, we need to understand how do we fascinate people? How do we influence at our best? And that way we put ourselves in a position when we're actually promoting our brand that we're doing it with ease. Yeah, wow, that's great. That's a great idea. Yeah, and there's, you know, 
if you take a Disney princess quiz on Facebook, you're going to learn something about yourself. (laughs) But if you can't see like, what's great about me, what is the thing that I need to really maybe find some help around and, and not lead with something, not try to be somebody that I'm not, then you can start not only knowing that about yourself so you can position yourself, but then when you know yourself, you can start to see and harvest the greatness in others. And when you're able to do that and people feel seen by you, that alone is going to help your brand because that's all humans want is to be seen. That's great. Let me ask you this then. Have you ever worked with somebody, or actually I know you have, but tell me a story and you don't have to mention their name, of course, but when they did this work, they're inside of a larger institution, whatever it is, and they went through this, they did the self- what do we call it? Self-assessment, self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Uh, where did they go at that point afterwards? How did they oh tactically gosh. translate it into business development? I can't even tell. I mean, like I just create monsters. It's the greatest experience ever because what happens when you know yourself and you start to feel solid and, and being able to communicate that to other people, your confidence goes through the roof. Yeah, right. I mean, right. it's just, a yeah. whole, it's like a rebirth. And so when you're confident and you know what you offer somebody, imagine your sales conversation. So I'll give you an example of of someone who, you know, the way she perceived herself was, I mean, Amber, I'm just like a golden retriever and I feel like I come off that way. And so you have this very powerful woman who um, didn't perceive herself as powerful. And -hmm. then she would interact with these referral sources or people who could actually sign the contract to, to give her business and her service business. And she could just feel like they could sniff the weakness on her. Right. 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 And and it's not attractive, especially to men in the construction industry for Mm -hmm. some little puppy dog to be, you know, barking for business that doesn't feel good to anybody. It's awkward. And so once I helped her realize that you're not a golden retriever, like let's never position yourself as that anymore. Let's look at your background. Let's follow your breadcrumbs. Let's see all the different ways that you have been validated, you know, from your education to the award-winning to the magazines you've been seen in, like all of these different things that solidifies your professionalism right there. Now let's look at your personality and what it feels like to work for you. Are you a golden retriever? Or let's look at what a golden retriever is. Loyal, enthusiastic, always has a great attitude, gets along with everyone. And when you are in this position, she was an interior designer, a high-end interior designer and her business, I mean, she kind of compared to others, you know, like you said, in the structure of this bigger business, she looked kind of high school and she was probably the most professional and most talented of them all. So we had to follow her breadcrumbs. We did assessments. We had to analyze, well, what does it mean if you're a golden retriever? What does that really look like? And how can we position you better? Now she is known as a high-end, highly professional, growing interior designer. Her team has grown. Her book of business has grown. And she holds her head high as a leader in her industry, as opposed to just always kind of like, or I don't want to send them to my LinkedIn because you know, fill in the excuse. <laughs> that's that's a great story. When you said follow, you followed her breadcrumbs. What do you mean by that exactly? So, you know, Hansel and Gretel, they put little breadcrumbs as they went to the, through the candy forest and <laughs> they, they, we know how, how that they, ended. <laughs> yeah. It did not end well, but they did that. I'm just trying to help anybody who might right. not be as old as us and, and know all these stories. So but they, I mean, what did you, what did you do with her? What did you do with her? Well, just life has a way of dropping breadcrumbs to find your way back home. Yeah. And so if you look at 
you know, like who were you in your family as a kid? Were you the, were you the jokester? Were you the serious one? Were you the one that took care of everybody? Were you the one that cut the tension when there was like a family argument or whatever? What were you like in junior high? What were you like in high school? What were you like in your fraternity or your sorority, in your first job, in your first real leadership opportunity? Who are you? How do you show up among your friends, at your volunteers? And then what's the commonality in all of that? You know, sometimes you 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 get somebody in the office, let's just say it's a it's an insurance firm and you have, you know, 10 different agents or, I mean, this could be a, a an Edward Jones or like whatever, you have this bigger brand and then you have mm-hmm. your personal brands. So right. maybe you're not really well known for, for the niche that you're great at yet, but everybody knows when it comes birthday time, like they can see your birthday gift from a mile away because it's like got, you know, like actual cloth ribbon and, and like, there's all of these things that come off of it. Like you're known for the intention that you put behind your gifts. Okay. Well, that's a clue. What does that mean? And how can you apply that same principle of being known for being so thoughtful and intentional and carrying themes through and always presenting at your best? You probably are great at prestige. Mm. You're probably great at triggering emotional connection by showing excellence, by presenting to people, I don't drop balls. I leave no detail unattended to, and it's going to be amazing and top-notch at all times. Your life and the choices you make every day and just your normal life all feed clues to you that serve as breadcrumbs to get you back home to who you are and to that self-awareness. Amber, I think this is great. I could listen to you speak about this all day. Unfortunately, (laughs) we don't have that kind of time, but this is just fantastic. Let me ask you this. If I'm looking at my internal brand among my colleagues Mm -hmm. and my external brand among my clients and my client prospects, which one should I focus more of my time and energy on compared to the other? What do you think about that? Okay. So I think that you need to divide your time into three sections. And this is, this is my, this is my brand strategy that has won me all the awards. So first and foremost, you have to develop your personal brand. Make sure that you are consciously every single week feeding your personal brand. Now, when there are strong personal brands leading strong employer brands, meaning what are people saying it's like to to work at XYZ business? If you're leading people and everybody's leading somebody, even if you do not have direct reports, you are leading up. You Mm -hmm. are leading anybody who does business with you in that building if your personal brand is strong, people are going to feel good about working with you in the company. Right. If that is solid and you have a bunch of people who are happy to show up to work every day, guess what that business brand experience is going to be? That right. customer experience is going to be amazing because you have happy employees serving happy customers. And so you really have to think about like, okay, here's my personal brand. Here's how that impacts my internal experience? How do I make sure people know to trust me to be great in this? And how do I know how to position myself where people feel good about working with me? And then you have to make sure that you leverage all of that internal support that you're getting to then do the biz dev, to get out there and, you know, grow, grow your revenue and grow it with people who want to work with you. So in my book, The Bombshell Businesswoman, I use my now friend James as an example mm-hmm. of this. So he's the lead server. He trains all the servers for a restaurant in Nashville called Urban Grub. Urban Grub has an amazing business brand, but Urban Grub only has an amazing business brand because it has an amazing employer brand. <laughs> they have mm-hmm. 
people who've worked there for forever. They're very dedicated. Everybody does their job to the best of their ability. So obviously the guest experience is going to be amazing. But what's different about James is he's this big, boisterous personality. And you don't have to be big and boisterous. You could be soft-spoken and that's a great brand too. But it's what attracted me to him. So Mm -hmm. I saw him selling this table. He's like, you got sweet, you got salty, you got spicy. And he's like ticking things off really big and animated over his head, ticking off his fingers as he's talking. And he's just selling this. So like, if you're a foodie who wants, that is your entertainment. Like you're not going to a show afterwards. You're going to spend like two and a half hours at dinner. Like me, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's who you want. Like you want the entertainment and you want somebody who can like guide you through the culinary experience and pick out the perfect wine. Like that's James. So because James is so awesome, he then is able to make the experience amazing for everybody who works there and also bring in more business while also, like we all have his cell phone number. If we want a table, we don't call Urban Grub, we text him. And yeah. so now he's only having to work with people who are super excited about having dinner, not at the table that James is serving, but like when my daughter text messages me, it's like, hey, do you want to go see James? We don't say, That's do you want to go eat at Urban Grub? That's interesting how you have the corporate brand, but then his own personal brand, and he's a waiter. He's a food service person, but that's still somebody that has that. I think that's a great example. Imagine his tips. Yeah. Imagine his night where he doesn't get the crying baby and the mom who's only going to like tip at 10%, not 30, and certainly not on alcohol. He only has people coming in who are excited to sit at his table, who he knows they're going to order everything under the sun. His tickets are going to be way higher because he tracks foodies. And then his tip's going to be amazing. And his evening is fun because he's hanging out with basically his friends for the entire evening. So let me ask you this then, before we bring things to a close, you mentioned dividing the time into three sections. You talked about developing a personal brand, consciously feeding this. And then what are the other two sections? Was that business development? The employer brand. Okay, the employer brand. So position yourself within your company. Be a SME. Be a SME. Be known for something. Like It could just be like, oh, every time the printer breaks, we bring Amber in here, which that's never going to happen. I break printers. (laughs) That's like, I knew who my person was, or I knew who my person was that I can ask to proofread something. I knew who my person was if I needed you know, to convince a senior leader of something. I knew who I could go to to help me like be strategic about that. So be known for something in the business too, where you are our friend, our mutual friend, Carolyn Strauss. She says, be an offer of service, like be an offer of help. How do people know to come to you if you don't really intentionally put yourself forward as that person? Right. And then the business brand side, take that personal brand because you are, as an individual service provider, your personal brand is how you make money. And then you have to show, like, let's just say Edward Jones. I've, I've worked with a lot of Edward Jones advisors over the years and spoken at conferences for them. And so, yeah, the Edward Jones brand is amazing. They believe that if if they're having a conversation in the office, they always envision their customer sitting in the corner observing that conversation. That's kind of like their go-to. So we're going to promote that Edward Jones is award-winning. They offer the best training in the entire industry. You know, they're very generous with their compensation. They have a female managing partner. There's all kinds of things that you can say about Edward Jones, but then what makes me special versus Joe Bob up the street? Now you have to niche in, like I have one woman, she is amazing with widows. That is Mm. her niche. You know, and that's how she got into the business though. So she had that breadcrumb. Her grandmother- lost her husband, and then had a total shiz show of confusion and not knowing what to do. 
Mm-hmm. And that empathy that this Edward Jones advisor had for her grandmother actually got her into the business of financial services. What a great story. That's interesting, great, isn't it? Yeah. So if you go to a bunch of different people and you're trying to fit, so you just lost your husband and you go to a bunch of different people and no offense to men, but I'm just going to make up an obnoxious man. Okay. And this advisor is like, oh yeah, trust me with your money. Sign right here. Blah, blah, blah. And he's used to like selling on power. Yeah. And you're like this broken hearted little grandma. <laughs> And then you show up to my client and she's like, I know exactly what you're going through or close to it. My grandmother, let me tell you what happened. And that's why I really specialize because I know what you're up against right now. And I know that you're trying to find things in various drawers and boxes. I can help guide you through that process. Who do you think that woman's going to hire? Absolutely, Amber. What a great example to share with us. Let me ask you this, because I'd love, I want to have you back on the show, kind of go deeper (laughs) into into these topics. If we could help people get started implementing these ideas that you have, how would we encapsulate that within three action steps? What would you recommend? What are three action steps people can take really to get started on some of these ideas that you shared with us, Amber? Okay. Well, step one, one of my favorite things to do, and I think you will love the responses, is I want you (laughs) to identify, I don't know, 10 to 20 people that you can text message, email, message on social media, whatever, and ask this one question. And I want these people to be across various aspects of your life. So volunteer Mm -hmm. life, professional life, family, friends, whatever. I want you to ask, what is the one thing that you think I undervalue about myself? Because oftentimes we cannot see the forest for the trees. Right. So yes, you can do the personality assessments. You can follow your breadcrumbs. You can do all of that. But helping you see like, oh, I don't even know that this is a superpower because it comes so natural to me. Getting that feedback you could start finding the themes. So that's one text message. What one thing do I undervalue about myself? What a great first step, Amber. That's oh, it's so much fun. And like, you're, <laughs> it's like, you don't get bad responses. Like you just get like 20 people really making you feel great about how you show up in the world. So it's a good, yeah. it's a good experience for everybody. And people love sharing what they love about people as well. Number two is once you have that information, you've done some personality assessments, you've followed your breadcrumbs, I want you to determine what do I want to be a SME, a subject matter expert about? And then I'm going to tag on to that. So it's a two-part for number two. If I'm going to be a SME in this area, what content buckets do I need to talk about? So Mm -hmm. identify if I want to, like I want to be known for branding, obviously. So I'm going to talk about personal branding, employer branding, and business branding, and confidence, and personal development. Like Those are my buckets. If you follow me on LinkedIn, you're going to see me talking about that. I talked about ADHD yesterday. That's part of an identity. So get clear on that. And then the third thing is, if you are not on LinkedIn, by golly, that's where business gets done. And that's where you can really grow your personal brand. Get off of Facebook and TikTok. I'm not saying you can't spend any time there, especially if that's driving business results. But get on LinkedIn because that's where you start to network within your industry. And where if somebody's like kind of trying to figure you out, they can go and look at all of your posts on your LinkedIn and start to identify like, what do you believe about things? Can right. I trust you? How do people interact with you? Who are you connected to? Are you interacting with other people? Are you known in your industry? Are you a leader in your industry? Are you the kind of person that I want to do business with? So get on LinkedIn. And then I'm just saying post once a week for a while. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Try to get it up to three, but be very consistent about posting once a week, at least for a couple months, get your feet wet. It's going to take time start to understand like what time of day is better for me, what topics are resonating with people. 
You know what I think? I think this is our next topic. We'll have yeah. you back on here soon. Okay. <laughs> we kind of have Amber Hurdle Part 2. How does that sound? I love it. I love it. Yeah, LinkedIn 101. <laughs> Great. Well, Amber, thanks. And, and tell us about the offerings you have. What are the things that you do that you have to provide to our listeners? What would you like for them to know about you? And we'll certainly put anything that you have on the show notes. Sure. Well, you know, we're definitely booking in uh, 2023 and, and even some scrambling at, towards the end of the year for speaking engagements where I talk about the various areas of branding. We, we can do one for all three or one, you know, diving in a little bit deeper on each of the three areas that I talk about. And then we're really super excited because we're soft launching right now the employer brand central. So if you are trying to improve upon your employer brand or your personal brand, but you're kind of like, I don't really know how to make an employer brand where, where people feel great about working for me. We have a very affordable monthly subscription to help build that up so that at least that part of the trifecta that we have is solid and consistent and you have processes and training and tools and templates and all that kind of stuff. So um, you can go to employerbrandcentral.com to um, become one of our founding 50 subscribers and uh, that comes with extra benefits. And then um, amberhurdle.com is where you find me for speaking. That's great, Amber. Thank you so much for Thank being you. on my show. We'll have you back on here in the future, Amber. Thank you. I so appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Rainmaking Podcast. For more information about our recruiting services for international law firms, visit our website at attorneysearchgroup.com. To inquire about having Scott speak at your next convention, conference, sales meeting, or executive retreat, visit therainmakingpodcast.com.